Welcome to episode 17 of Two Guinea Hens. I'm Rose. I'm Gabby. We're your hens. What's up, y'all? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We have some dad listeners. We do. Eddie. Yeah. Dave. Dave sometimes. John Davis is a dog, a pet dad. Right. Tony Chappie's a pet dad. Damazinski's a pet dad. Yeah, exactly. We so, got a lot of dads who, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we don't know our listeners we in don't. Europe. Right. Canada, South America, so Antarctica, maybe. Can you live on Antarctica? Mm, like for long term, I don't think so. Oh, there's no like residences there. I mean, there's like, um, you know, what do they call it? <laughs> Eskimos? No, when like scientists go and have to live there for a while, and they have like a makeshift place to live. I think. Again. Don't oh, you're making this, this up. I don't know. I don't think you can live there though. I, I'm going to say with full 100% confidence, you cannot live on Antarctica for a long time. For a long time, but for a period to do research. I mean, how would you get food and things sent to you? I mean, the cost of shipping would be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure FedEx doesn't go to Antarctica. Oh, no, they might. I don't know. You know what? I'll look at my FedEx okay. app while we're talking if I can ship something to Antarctica. I mean, because I'm just thinking if scientists do go there, they may be like, oh, crap, we forgot our telescope. we got to fly back. Or maybe someone could ship it. I, I would bet they probably have a really extensive list system before they de depart for their Do you think they things. bullet journal? <laughs> Maybe. Do, do we Have we ever talked to folks about bullet journaling? We have not. I wish this was sponsored by Bullet Journal Incorporated. Yeah. It's not. But it's guys, not. bullet journal bullet journaling mm -hmm. a bullet journal is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, really is such a wonderful thing. Rose brought it into my life and uh, it really helps when you're a scattered flibberty gibbet. I must say. And you have a lot of anxiety and you get oh. weighed down by everything you have to do. Bullet journaling is a way to not just be organized, but also creative. You can like really doctor it up with artwork. And I'm a, listen, I am a terrible artist, but it's fun. And it really like, you know, sometimes it's just very relaxing to, to work in there and doodle in there or whatever. Yeah. In addition to keeping track of everything that you need to do, want to do. I mean, you I have sections in for it. like books I want to read, movies I want to watch, you know, my goals for the year, my goals for the month. Exactly. I have like a food journal. I have a workout journal. I have, uh, like she said, like long-term girls goals, short-term short girls, career goals, house goals, like everything. Yeah, it's really. Um, but I love that. Like, I love having like the list of things I'm doing on top of journaling because right. it's like it's like remembering what I was doing at that time, that how I was feeling at that time. It's just a really yeah. And there's no like set way to set it up. Like, right. If you go to bulletjournal.com or you go on Pinterest or YouTube and look at other people how they do it, I mean. Everyone has their own way of doing it, and that's what's so nice about it is you really make it your own, but it's so helpful. I mean, for me, even not having a job at the moment, like, all the things I need to do and want to do, they just float around in my head, and if I don't get them down on paper, Anxiety. old school paper, I get so anxious, I can't sleep, et cetera, et cetera, so... Yeah, I love bullet journaling. No, and she is right that you can do it in so many different ways because when she first introduced it to me, I started just going, watching all these YouTube videos of different people who bullet journal, and there was this one guy who, it, it, to me, it was like, he meant it seriously, but he was the sloppiest human I've ever seen in my life, but he was doing bullet journaling to try to be organized. His handwriting was sloppy. Every page had a rip or a coffee stain, but gosh darn it, he did it. Mm -hmm. So that's my point. You don't have to be like some artiste. Like some people, I mean, oh my God, it's stunning. Yeah. It's like they should put it in like a museum. That's how yeah. nice the bullet journal is. Mine is not like that, but it's fun and I use a lot of stickers and yeah, me too. I'm very immature and washi tape. If you don't know what washi tape is, you haven't lived. You haven't lived. It's my favorite thing in the world. I have way too much of it. I love stencils too. Yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, bullet anyway. journaling is a really great way to stay organized in your thoughts and goals and all kind of stuff. Yeah, you should totally check it out. Absolutely. I'll try to put a link on it on our website that none of you visit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Guys, don't feel bad. I forget to visit it too. Right. I'm so, the worst. No, I'm um, not. I just am... Now that I'm bullet journaling, I can mark that. Well, now that I've co-opted um, poor John's uh, tablet, I use that all the time now to get online. I was using this laptop from maybe 2007. It was pretty slow and old and clunky. I mean, it got the job done, but it just took me a while. So now that I know I can use his, um, I've been a little bit better about updating stuff. And, so. and I'm trying to be more constant with like uploading old pictures of Rosie and I from when we were kiddos on our uh, Instagram for yeah. throwback days. Cause I just think it's fun to see where we came from. It's so cute to me to like, cause like, like even in some of the pictures, like, I don't know, we went through a phase where we weren't necessarily the closest, but we still were, we're close. I mean, yeah. that's what you see is like, even when we thought we were like fighting all the time, she's still snuggling me or putting mm -hmm. makeup on me or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was sweet. I think our mom was really very deliberate about making sure we were close. Yeah. Because <laughs> she wasn't always that close with her sister, and I think it really hurt her. So she was very, very deliberate about making sure we always knew we were there for each other, you know? Yeah, and our uh, dad's mom, he and her, she and her sister often did not speak for years and years at times. So we saw a lot of, un, you know, mm -hmm. and our mom's aunts had a similar thing mm -hmm. where they wouldn't talk. It's so crazy. Yeah, so we really saw, like, sisters who didn't get along, mm -hmm. um, and Rose and I think, too, we were like, no, we don't want to be, be like, like that. that. Yeah, I mean, I think with Grandma and Aunt Day and with Mom and Aunt Debbie, it was, I mean, we got, we were so close before I, any of those people died, any of them died, but um, I think at the end, like, when Grandma died... It was like, what was the point of not talking to your sister? Like, now she's gone and you can never talk to her. Right. And with Aunt Debbie and Mom, I mean, just the heartbreak between the two of them oh. having to say goodbye was like, it was just killer. I, I you know. I really didn't all think that Mom would All that wasted time, you know? All that time that you spent not speaking for what? Right. I mean. You can have an argument, but get over yeah, it. I mean. You can disagree with the way uh, somebody lives or how, you know, but they're still your sister. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I. It just makes me sad when I talk to friends or other people that don't have the kind of relationship with their sisters that we have. Me too. So, guys, we'll be your sisters. Yeah, you always have us. You always have us. You got your two guinea hens. We're your sisters. That's right. Yeah, because I don't know what I would do without you, for oh, real. Likewise. But I will say, I was also thinking, though, as we were talking about Graham and her sister and mom and her sister, obviously they loved each other, but I don't know if compatible, like, they were that compatible where I think you and I are in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. I just think we're naturally... Like, yeah, that's I think true. we would be friends if we worked together. We'd both be smart asses making fun of the boss or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. So I do think yeah, we'd be friends true. in the real world. That's very true. Yeah. I think mom and grandma were both very controlling with their sisters, and their yeah. sisters hated that. And yeah. I don't blame them. I would be the same way. Um, but I think that was a big part of it too. But you aren't like that. Like you definitely are the big sister because you all, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you put ice in your back? Did you do that? Did you do that? You know, you're very that way, but I don't, I don't, I guess I don't resent it. I like being babied. That's the difference. You can have an older sister, little sister dynamic, but if mm -hmm. the little sister resents the older sister babying yeah. her, she snaps out and is like, I'm going to live my life my way. True. And I'm like, whatever you say, Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. Like people say, oh, oh, did you do that? I'm like, no, I asked my sister and she said it wasn't a good idea. I'm like, and then they'll be like, but you're a grown up. I'm like, right, but she's my surrogate mom. So <laughs> she gets, she rules the roost. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Decisions. It is a lot of pressure. I feel bad saying it. Oh, well. Oh, here's something semi-funny that we didn't even talk about pre-podcast. And our, you know, um, when we work out the show before 
Guys, we do it like two seconds before the show. I'm like, um, but last week you loaned me a sweatshirt. I don't know if you recall this. And immediately I was going to text Bethany and be like, should you tell Rose the biggest mistake she's made today? Because she just loaned me one of her sweatshirts. Uh, I've worn it all week. I haven't washed it. I don't know that I'm giving it back. I'll give it back. Um, I whispered never. It was a, a birthday. I know, I'll give it back. But I just felt like you gave the wrong person something. But I gave you a sweatshirt before and you gave it back to me. Did I? I think you told me to keep it. As well. Yeah, the big gray one. It's in my car. You gave it to me. Oh, I'll take it back. And then I never took it back in my house. Oh. <laughs> All right. When you take it back in your house, I'll bring it back. I don't believe you. I know we messed up by you giving it to me. Forever. So the sweatshirt that I lent her, uh, my brother and his wife or partner got for me. Um, and it's from Better Call, the show Better Call Saul. The sweatshirt is um, University of American Samoa School of Law, which was where Saul goes to. It's a correspondence. It's an online law school. It's not It's not real. You can't really get, get a law school there, in case you were wondering. Um, but anyway, it's, it's funny. So two Halloweens ago, we John and I were sitting outside giving out candy. He was wearing like a flannel shirt because it was chilly. It's October, Pittsburgh. And I was wearing that sweatshirt. And a guy was walking around with his kids, and he was like, oh, let me guess what you two guys are dressed up as. A lumberjack and someone in crippling debt. And he walked away, and I was like, well, how did he know I have so much debt? <sighs> and we, like, for, like, five minutes, I couldn't figure out, what, how, how does he know I have so much credit card debt? <laughs> and then I looked down at my shirt, and I was like, oh, he thinks I went to law school. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not only does he think I went to law school, he thinks I went to the University of American Samoa Law School. <laughs> Which is kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I was all paranoid. Like, what is it about me that makes you understand I have debt? <laughs> Do I have checks falling out of my... Is it my new car? <laughs> is it, that car was not a lot of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I was thinking in honor of Father's Day, we could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about our old man. Oh, uh, the old man, yes. Beanie, the bean man. James Benesso, also known as Beanie. It was, I mean, we're biased. We're biased. But it's seriously, the best dad. like the best dad ever. Because he was fun. Yes. And he talked to us, not at us. Yes. Uh, he told great stories. He had such an imagination. I mean, even as a kid, if, like none of your friends were around and you wanted yep. to play imagination, like dad was the guy to go to because he would just get right in there with you. And yeah, he was literally. And I say play imagination. My, you listeners over the age of 40 know what I mean. I don't know that like younger kids play that game anymore no when a little kid will say to me my favorite thing is my imagination i'm like you're my favorite kid ever nice oh my god yeah they're few and far between our dad i always say this because i don't know any other dad who did this our dad he'd read the sunday paper and then he would go through the toy section and if there was something on sale or something he just thought was awesome he'd be like hey scorcher we're gonna go get this today and i'd be like we are this is the best day ever like he he loved toys. Like he to have stayed a, on top of what was cool and what was fun toys. Oh my god, we always had the best toys. We might not have been rich, but our mm. father like would hold out. He'd save his money and he would get us like the best toys. Yeah, he was, yeah he was fun. Like my best friend Bethany always is just like your dad was just so much fun. He was just such a great dad. He would bring other kids to go get ice cream. We'd all mm. hop in the back of his truck. He'd take us to Dairy Mart and let us pick out snacks. He was just a great dad. Mm-hmm. He really was. Yeah, but he was also nuts as shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could be super, super crazy. Not, like, violent crazy. Oh, well, but just, I mean, like, not to us, not but, to like, us, to but inanimate but... objects. Like, one, uh, I think it was Palm Sunday, he came home, and the windshield wipers yeah, yeah, on yeah. his car wouldn't stop. Like, when he turned so it was the just key a fuse. out. It was just a fuse that needed replaced. But but he was just, like, he was so aggravated that it had been happening that he picked up firewood that we had in our garage and bashed his car until they stopped moving. You guys, that's not even the worst thing he ever did for the car. Before oh, no. our time, when he was a younger man... 
he had, oh, I'll tell you two stories. We'll tell you two oh. stories, in fact. Once he had a car, again, simple fuse, but the car horn wouldn't stop beeping, I think. And so he'd open the hood and just started pulling wires and things out of his car. Yeah. Yeah. Non-mechanic in any Not way. Non-mechanic in any way. He had to call his best friend, our Uncle Henry, to come over and, and put it back together. And God bless Henry, he did. Yep. He, he always did that, like yeah. our dad. But what was the other one? The one where the he... The other one is when uh, he had start. a brand new, like, Impala convertible or something from, like, the 60s. Again, let me re rephrase. Brand new. And something happened. It wouldn't start. There was something wrong with it. He pushed it over a hill. And not worrying if there were people in the woods. Pushed it over a hill. Yeah. And this is the kind of guy our grandfather was. Patient, patient, patient. He went and figured out how to get it out of there and take care of it all. And then when Uncle Henry looked at it, he was like, Bean! It was just a spark plug. Mm -hmm. Like, it was literally something so mm -hmm. simple could have been fixed. And he, but he, like, made a spectacle of it, mm -hmm. pushed it up a hill over the thing. Kids were watching him, cheering him on. Because he lived in his, a movie that was playing mm -hmm. in his head at all times. When we were younger, I was so I was a teenager, and Gab was probably like just about to be a tweener. We'd go to the mall with him, and if we were misbehaving or I was oh. like asking for too many things or whatever, he wouldn't yell at us. No, he would take his baseball hat, put it on sideways, pull his pants up to his chest, stick his tongue out, and then like sort of lurch down the mall with us. And we'd go like la la la, like just make crazy sounds, and we'd be like, Dad, please, Dad, Dad, no, 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 no. So we'd be on best behavior. So that didn't happen. Yeah, he was good. Way, though. Uh -huh. It worked. It, it did, did work. work. It did work. His yeah. two pet names for me were Dad or Daddy uh, or Scorcher. Scorcher yeah. Baton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's not a great thing, but anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, he, he was, was a trip. He is so. I mean, this is the 20th Father's Day yep. we've had since he's been gone, and I swear to God to you all, it's some days it's like it was last week he was just here. I mean, that's how the memories that we made with our dad are still so vivid. It's know? true. Like, I really never knew him as an adult. You know, yeah. he died when I was 20. And um, I have so much, I w you know, I really do, obviously, you wish he could have been there your whole adulthood. I mean, my comedy, there's just so mm -hmm. much I wish dad... The biggest thing with my dad I wish he was around was just for everything I've learned about mental health. I feel so sad that he was always discouraged by everyone he knew to get the help he needed. And he was just such a brilliant, I mean, mm. next level thinker. Like yeah. he was just so interesting, so fun. I mean, he got a GED. He didn't graduate high school. He went to the army. He lied about his age, I think, to yeah. get into the army. He was not even 18, yeah. Um, but I mean, one of the most uh, voracious readers I've ever known. Yep. I mean, I get my love from reading from him. And I think oh. I told the story about when I was six and I literally read every book I had. And he was like, well, pick one of my books. And I read Hemingway and I started to try to read Hemingway at six. I mean, what adult would encourage a six-year-old to do that? I mean, he knew I wasn't going to be able to read it, but he still didn't stop me from trying. Right. You know? And I got to say, I really struggled to read. Like, it was our... Nick, don't get mad at me, but this is a true story. Like, I was... Everyone else probably started reading around four, maybe even younger. And I wasn't there yet. And I was getting to be five, and I still wasn't reading. And I don't know why. I don't know if my parents were like, Nick, you teach her how to read. And Nick was in a mood that day. And he literally... Like, I wasn't grasping it. That he put me in my room, put a bunch of books on my bed, and he's like, figure it out, and shut the door. And I was just like, ah, I can't do this. Like, it was just getting to be a bad situation. And, like, they did not want me starting school and not having the skill. And Dad took his time, got hop on pop, and every day he'd come home from work, and we would sit on the couch, and we'd go through it, and, like, he like he taught me how to read in a matter of, like, two days. I mean, he always read, like, the comics from the newspaper. Oh, yeah. Like, every, even the ones I wanted him to skip, like, you know, Mary Worth or Rex Morgan or Prince Valiant. He would go through every single one, you know, with me so that we would read them together, and... 
Yeah. Like that, I'm saying like two, three years old, like that's how we started. He's, yeah, he was, and I, you know, and I will admit I was their last kid and sometimes uh, they forgot about shit about me. And that's just <laughs> true. Like when I was starting kindergarten, I didn't know my, I didn't know my real name was Gabrielle. So that was one that they could have told me. <laughs> I didn't know right from left. I didn't know anything. So, you know, I got a little, <laughs> they were, they were a little lackadaisical too. Just, just throw that out there. But I will say like with dad and in mom too, I never, um, it's just wild to me now, like, how, uh, with kids, like, gender is everything, because in, for me, my mom and dad never put a gender, like, they, I could be Ranger Gab, like, mm -hmm. I could be the athlete, my father, like, it was just, they were so cool, and I never, I don't know, I just really appreciate that part of them, that they were just that happen, like. But that's a big difference eight, seven and a half, eight years makes because, or being the second girl, I don't know, because I was completely put on gender. I mean, I was princess queenie. I, oh, yeah. you know, my mother changed my clothes four or five times a day when I was little. Like uh, there was no mistaking. I wasn't allow allowed, quote unquote, to do, you know, male specific thing. I mean, to a degree, like if my cousin Tony was over and he had his trucks, I could, I obviously could play trucks and play in the mud with him, but like out in public, oh, I, I, I always wore skirts and dresses anywhere we went. I mean, I was not... Even to school, I was only allowed to wear jeans once a week up until oh. I was in high school. I, I Yeah, I was wearing sweatpants and tennis yeah. shoes in first grade so all that's the time. Little, and that's difference, I the, think, them, of the yeah. times. And... Well, and I think, too, they were older, and I was like, I don't want to wear that. And Mom's like, fine, wear whatever yeah, you want. You, you weren't as compliant, I guess, as I was, too. But the time you all went to Bruce Springsteen, and mm -hmm. Dad and I didn't go, and we went to see Pee Wee's Playhouse, and Mom was like, why don't you take the baby to go get her first round of school shoes? And Dad and I went, and I picked out white high tops, and I picked out kangaroo tennis shoes. We didn't pick out any dress shoes. And Mom was <laughs> so mad, and she's like, what could possibly be wrong with you that you'd let a little girl pick out two tennis shoes? He's like, she liked them. And, you know, Dad right. didn't give a crap. Yeah, I didn't register that you might have to wear dresses or... Yeah, he Mary Jane's or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I yeah. love that about him. He, yeah, and he valued like the athleticism and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I just I really appreciate all that, and yeah. I, I'm happy who I am now. And I think Dad was a very big part of that, even yeah. though he missed the last twenty. Yeah, yeah. Which is so crazy. I, you know, I hope you all have really great dads, and if you don't, I'm I'm really sorry. I, yeah, you, you know, I, I hope that the other people in your life made up for that. But uh, you know, we might not have got our dad for a very long time, but. It was very a quality, quality amount of time. I have to say that. So, Dad, wherever you are, happy Father's Day. We love you, Dad. Yeah, for sure. And I, if you don't care, I want to give one out shout out to my Godfather, who I Uncle so, Henry. You guys know Uncle Henry. We've so, talked about him. So, Uncle Henry is the greatest human being. Um, and so, when our dad died, he would he never uh, ditched our mom. Like he stayed our mom's best friend. So he and my Val came over all the time, but he would always want to tell dad stories just to make us feel like dad was around and it was just really sweet but I will never forget him telling a dad story it was one of the first dad stories he's like oh man gab man because he calls me gab man Rose's rose man your dad was the best man your dad was the best one time I went to hang out with him he was working at this bar and I got so drunk I fell asleep I actually pull, pulled two bar stools next to each other I laid down I fell asleep you're not going to believe what your dad did he was the best man while I was asleep your dad took all my clothes off so I was laying there butt naked man and then people came in and and I woke up and I'm naked. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Bean Man. Jesus, he was the best. So I'm like, this is story didn't right. the best. He sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> right? But, then it, but Henry but loved Henry it. Was like, hilarious. And it was I hilarious know. because my dad was the only psychopath who did That's shit like, thing, that. like Our dad could get away with stuff like that. And I have yet to meet anybody else 
in I my life. I sometimes get away with crazy shit. Like sometimes. when I, when I tried to fly down the steps and I literally, my head broke a kid's back and he was yeah. like, it's okay. You know, crazy shit like that. But right. like, it's that irrational, just go for it and worry about the consequences later. And, and dad, dad could um, agitate you oh. and annoy you, but still make you laugh. And I, I've yet to meet anyone oh, that no. can do that. Like, so when people try to agitate me, it annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, it, dad was And the sometimes only one. I feel like I'm just surrounded by people that want to agitate me. <laughs> Although dad used to drive me crazy, because mom would always oh, say that, yeah. he, that she and I were his easiest targets, because oh, we couldn't take the joke. Yeah. Like, I would go effing crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad and I had very similar tempers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but we love him. Yes. I saw, I went to the movies last night with two of my dearest, oldest friends, Amy and Chrissy. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and we went to see The Shining, the original Ooh. Shining on the big screen at the Rango's Omnimat, whatever that is. Wendy. And when you think about it, I have two things. It's a pretty good Father's Day movie. I oh, mean, without a doubt. Yeah. And two, uh, John, my fiance, his first wife is named Wendy, and I, he never did Shining quotes. Oh. <gasps> Ever. I feel like that was 16 years of missed opportunity. Wasted material. I mean, if I lived with someone named Wendy, every day would oh, be... Oh, ditto. Wendy. Or I'd be doing Wendy Lady from Peter Pan, but either way, you but know yeah. what I mean? Light of, of my, my life. life. Give me that, Wendy. <laughs> but what I noticed last night when I watched it was, I think I laughed more than I, like, grimaced at things. Because Jack Jack's so ridiculous. so over the top in it. And for the longest time, I could never understand why Stephen King didn't like that version, but I, I think I get it. I think I get it. You know, I always said about Jack Nicholson, he was he's a great actor, but he's always playing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I could see where Stephen King might be like, well, that I didn't want it to be Jack Nicholson. And he didn't like... Stephen King apparently didn't like Shelley Duvall in that either. <gasps> and no, I have to disagree. Because I think... Right, her arc, she has such an arc of being like that scared, namby-pamby, and then when she has to pull it together, she fucking pulls it together. Yeah, when it's time to protect her son, she's not letting anyone hurt her kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, my biggest regret about that film, and I I wonder if he shot two endings, I don't know. Hey, I don't know Stanley Kubrick, and I don't have access to his vault, but what I'd like to say is, in the book, um, the character played by Scatman Crothers does not die. He is the hero of the entire novel, and I just would have loved to see that. Mm-hmm. I think Scatman and Charlie Duvall, like, that would have been such a wonderful ending. Yeah. And I just feel like that was such a lost opportunity. But I really feel like, no, I don't know much about Scatman Crothers' career. I know him from the Twilight Zone, the movie, and The Shining. Kick the can. Yes. That's my favorite story, yes. But watching it last night, I thought... He really did that job. He did that part really well because I feel like when he's in Miami and he's picking up on everything and then you see him on the plane, like, I think in that moment he knows he's going to die. Like, yes. he has to go and die to save this family. But he does, like, you can see it all in his face and I thought, well, that was really good acting, Scatman. Yeah, no. There's very few times, well, off, it's rare that I've read the book and seen the movie, which mm-hmm. I really, like, I feel like in this next half of my life, like, it's I want to make it more about books and less about movies. But in Wonder Boys, that same sort of thing happens where there's a moment where when Grady finds out that um, the Chancellor's pregnant and then she's like, you know, kind of wanting to know what he wants to do about it. And he's like, well, I mean, like, there's nothing we can do about it. And he's like, but I know how important this is to you. And the way her reaction is, before I read the book, I was like, oh, I bet you she never could have kids before this moment, just based on how her face was. And then when I read the book, that's exactly the yeah. storyline. I'm like, the, how can one actress do that well, with one she's face? She's amazing. She's like... When I think Frances McDormand is from freaking Munhall. I know. I'm just like, how? Wow. What? I mean... When I did the celebrity lookalike thing at the yeah. holidays when everyone was doing it, 
and I literally prayed that she would come up and when she came up and I looked at it I'm like oh my god I love it because she I don't know Meryl and she I think and Jessica Lang I can't yeah. I can't choose you put the those two up against Meryl Streep oh my god without a doubt I would say Francis like maybe there's times where I, I like don't know Either Frances McDormand hasn't had the opportunities. That's what I think. That or she doesn't had, or she doesn't take them. She doesn't play the game. I she think. doesn't play the game. But I mean, we've seen Meryl do. I mean, specific accents to a T. We've seen her do. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I give you that Meryl Streep has three Academy Awards. The only person to have more is my queen, Catherine Hepburn. Um, but I don't think France. One, I don't think Frances got the opportunities, and two, I think when things would come to the table, if she didn't like. What came along with it? Because I mean, she's the queen of the inclusion writer. Mm -hmm. um, that's one. And she also said when she got three billboards in uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Prior to that, what was that HBO show she did that Mom and I were obsessed with? It was so good. It was so tragic. It was like a four-part series. Bill Murray was in it. Oh my God, all of all of Kittredge. Okay, yeah. Okay, so she said after she did all of Kittredge and she got to be the actual lead for the first time in her career, she decided. Well, I can't go back. And so she's like, but there um, aren't any, that many roles until yeah. billboards came. And she's like, okay, I'll take it. Wow. So like, I really respect that where you're like, no, 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 I've been playing this game my whole life. I'm yeah. either the star. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Or unless I really believe in the project. Right. Yeah. She's pretty badass. She is pretty badass. But Meryl is incredible. I mean, and Jessica Lange really is incredible. And I say, I give Jessica Lange cause I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but being beautiful like that can be a detriment yep. to getting really meaty parts, I think. I, you're 100% so right. she managed to do these roles and still be freaking gorgeous, and that didn't take away from the drama of the role, you know? You're right. It is rare that a woman that traditionally beautiful gets the respected roles that she gets. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if it's because of, like, getting to do theater with her husband and whatnot, too, where it was like, I'm going to do the theater. F you. Yeah. I don't need movies. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I also think it was brilliant of her to, like, go the TV route in her older years and do work with Ryan Murphy and do mm -hmm. all of that. And I thought she did a great job as Joan Crawford. And I, did, I never watched that. Oh, I never God, watched it. I know. To. I as know. much as Susan Sarandon irks us these days, she might have been the best Betty Davis. Wow. Next to Betty Davis. Because oh, it was that I think I, it's still on FX On Demand, probably. I think it might actually be on Netflix, mm. if I'm not mistaken, because they have all of his stuff. Okay. Um... Yeah, highly recommend that. Yeah, I have to watch that. Because it was just like a mini-series, right? Yeah, it was exactly the way um, Fosse Verdon was, oh, okay. which I didn't even watch the last <laughs> oh episode. God, me either. I stopped watching it like four episodes into it. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I really did, but... I didn't enjoy who Bob Fosse yeah, was as a person. I think that was part of it. I think that was really... I like, wish it was I just, just about like, Verdon. I would have mm -hmm. honestly... I thought Michelle Williams was spectacular, She's and I love... amazing. What's his name? Oh, Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Which, did you watch that movie I told you about? Conviction. No. What did you say it was on? I think it's on HBO or Showtime or one of All the. Right, I'll one definitely of the, watch you know, it now that I'm yeah, able to not. There was a guys seriously. There was like a few months where I couldn't watch anything but Criminal Minds. Like I would try to watch a movie, my favorite movies. I literally put on the Philadelphia Story. Ten minutes in, I'm like, this sucks. Watch Rushmore. Ten minutes in, this sucks. Wow. Wonder Boys. Ten minutes in, this sucks. I even put on Hannah and her sisters. Ten minutes in, I'm like, I can't do it. Need Criminal Minds. Wow. And it was getting really bad. But then I had a migraine yesterday. I was super sick. I had all these shows, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into these. Um, took all this medicine. I took a medicine I shouldn't have taken because it was an upper. But I was able to watch A Star is Born, wow. which I didn't want to. But I was like, you know A what? A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Gaga. Ugh. Yes. Sorry. I've never watched it. I, I have a DVR and I've yet to watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say one thing. There's no need 
to remake the same movie four times. Okay. Who's the original? Like I've seen Judy Garland and I've seen Babs. Barbara Streisand, but I've never seen that very first one. <sighs> Look it up. I can't remember. Okay. It is a famous old timey actress. You'll okay. you'll notice it as you see it. Now my favorite is the Judy Garland version because I am a Judy nut. And the movie has a lot of interesting backstory. One of my favorite directors directed it, George Cukor. James Mason, who I adore, is the lead male part. Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. See, I told you, I knew it. But that one has no music in it. It's the only one that doesn't have music. Well, it's 1937, so it was still... It was just newly a talkie. barely a talkie, yeah. yeah. So the Judy Garland one is amazing. It has so many great songs, specifically The Man Who Got Away by Harold Arlen, which is just unbelievable. Um... And that's my favorite version. And Judy was having a lot of alcoholic problems at the time. So in that movie, it's very slowly shot, like director-wise. Um, and when Judy was drunk and couldn't do scenes, they had to actually put still pictures in. And Can then you they... tell when you watch it now? Oh, it's without a doubt, because it's just, it doesn't move, and there's the dialogue behind it. It's so tragic. Like, it really oh, now is I sad. I watch it. Oh, it's so good. I have it on DVR. You should I come over. I haven't watched it in... I, I couldn't... I was probably a little kid. Mom and I watched it together. We have to have a sissy date at the house. You have okay. to watch it. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so well done. Now, I watched the Bradley Cooper one, and it was so borrowed. Director-wise, from George Cooker, and then performance-wise, she's playing Barbara Streisand. He's playing Chris Christopherson. Can I interject here for a second? Yeah. You guys, this is coming from someone who adores Bradley Cooper. I mean, my sister and mother love him. Yes. So, for her to be so critical of it, it must really be terrible. Go yeah, on. I'm like, sorry. I, like... I love him so much, and when Silver Linings Playbook came out and he played a character with Bipolar, and I then found out his dad had died and he was super close with his mom, I got manic, and I actually said to our mom, do you think, I actually think if Bradley Cooper met me, we could get together. And my mom said, I know you could, because she was the grand enabler. But my point is, that's how much I love Bradley. This movie, not good. His performance de depressed me, literally. Uh, the best part is, who did I tell you? Is Sam, Sam Elliott plays his older Mary brother. Kay. And he's really good. Honestly, he's the best part of the whole movie. Gaga, she's playing Babs. Like, And the thing is, what I like about Gaga is she does remind me of Babs. And I love that about her. But it's like, girl, you gotta be you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say the music is phenomenal. So it is worth seeing it for the music. Now, why do we call her Gaga? What is that comedian's <laughs> name? So there's this comedian in New York named Christine Petty. And she oh does God. a Liza Minnelli impersonation. <laughs> and she did like... Uh, a, a video called Shit Liza Says and in it she goes up to Lady Gaga and she's like Gaga I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it and post it because it's so effing funny you have to watch this oh my gosh she does one part she's like Vincent Minnelli Papa <laughs> <laughs> it's just you, if you like Liza at all it's hilarious. But there was a quote recently where Liza said that she thinks if her mother were alive and found out Lady Gaga got her role in The Star is Born, she would have laughed. Wow. So that's, like, been running all but weekend. But did she say it was because she would have had been drinking since 9 a.m. and she would have <laughs> laughed or because of her performance? Well, I will say Liza also said she is not looking forward to the Renee Zellweger picture because she thinks they're going to do what they always do about my mama. Which means oh, make her out to be a drug addict. Was playing Judy. That's right. And they're only doing the last year of Judy's life, which was well, so for pathetic. The worst year. Yeah, I mean, there you can. You know what? Google interviews of Judy Garland's life. You'll see them. There's interviews where she's drunker Poor than a Judy. Drunk. I mean, that was not the time oh. to be a ingenue in Hollywood. But I can't remember at what point. But she also was someone who got ripped off by her management. Oh yeah. So yeah. she literally had no money at one mm -hmm. point. Like her, Liza, and uh, Lorna, and the little boy. I can't remember the brother. Whoever. Uh, son, uh, they would like go bounce around from hotels and then the day before the bill was due they would sneak out in the middle of the night. And you're Judy and you're Judy effing Garland. Garland. And you're only yeah. like 45. Wow. Like, come on. 
Wow. Not all right. Like, she was definitely, like, a victim of Hollywood, and I I just... Oh, my God. Disgusting. Old Hollywood is so oh, disgusting. Oh, I hate it, it. It's so disgusting what they did to particularly the actresses. The but, women, yeah. yeah. But even Mickey, like, so Mickey Rooney would play her opposite, and they were, like, 15 years apart. He was just a shorty short, so he always played young. And, like, the studio would be like, you need to date her. And he'd be like, I'm 30 and she's 15. I'll be her big brother and look out for her. But he always tried his best to look out for her. And he was like, oh, he really Rooney. always had her back. And I'm a huge Mickey Rooney fan. I know a lot of people talk crap on him. I have one Mickey Rooney story. My friend Kurt uh, was at some sort of, um, I guess it was like a fundraiser gala or something. And Mickey Rooney was there. And Mickey Rooney was taking um, rolls from the dining tables and shoving them in his pockets. No, well... In his defense, I don't know if you remember that this. That could be something old people do, though. Remember when Mayor Sophie Maslow was stealing bagels when we were shooting a commercial with her? But I knew three other people who told me they worked with uh, Sophie Maslow and she stole food from everything she really? worked on. So maybe she's just a klepto. I don't know. Huh. But Mickey, in his defense, there was a period of time where his nephew was taking care of him. Abusing him. And was elderly abusing him. And Mickey Rooney had to go testify to Congress about elderly abuse. Like that, hello, what kind of world am I living in? You know the guy who was taking care of Stan Lee? just got indicted <gasps> for abuse. No! Yeah, I just heard that. What? Like, for how long was he abusing him? I don't know. I don't know Because Stanley was kind of a dick to me. Just gonna throw that out there. I paid... A how much did I pay? Money. A lot of money. At least a hundred bucks, I yeah. think. So, you go to Comic-Con, you have to pay to get into Comic-Con. I feel like somebody sent me... Did, I think I did it for DVE. I think you did. Random. DVE picked me to go to Comic-Con and, and do a thing for them. So they paid for my ticket, but they didn't pay for me to see Stanley. That was out of my money. Pay to see him. He wouldn't take a picture with you. He wouldn't, like, write Dear Gabby when he autographed your book. And there was something else. Like, he couldn't talk to him. And I'm like, why did I spend money? Now, you know what's funny? I had always heard that when you get a celebrity autograph, they want to put your name there because um, that makes their autograph less valuable. If it's just their name, like, that's valuable. But if it says To Gabby or To Rosie or whatever... Oh, shit, I'm selling that then. Yeah. It's an X-Men book. It's an anthology. Tell me if you want it. It has Stan Lee's autograph in Silver Sharpie. Tell me now. I will sell it. <laughs> I need money, 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 money. I don't need it. Um, I just like it. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, we live in a capitalist world. We live in a material world, and we are material girls. Amen. And you know what I was thinking about the other day? Go on. And I think I mentioned this to you. To me, like, people who are like, capitalism, you should be a socialist. I'm like, okay. I hear you. And I'm not like totes against socialism. No, not at all. I love libraries. Sure. I love a lot of ideas. I'd love free healthcare. Free healthcare? I would love free college. I sure. love both. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Gotcha. But check this out. Um, I can't be a socialist when the society I'm living in is capitalist. Like, I'm not... Literally, it's like you telling me football's dangerous, we should play soccer, but I'm in the middle of a football game mm-hmm. and you want me to start kicking the football. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So please, stop making me crazy until the world changes in this country isn't a capitalist mm-hmm. society. I have to be a capitalist. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Right. And because I think with mental illness, you have to kind of force yourself to live in reality. And that's why I'm Absolutely. like, no, I don't get to go down that path of like, mm-hmm. I'm a socialist. No, I'm using banking. I'm part of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I work like to pay bills. Things. Yeah. You know, you know, it's true. I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think, I don't know if we should do it yet, but we have I'm, an I'm semi announcement. <laughs> oh, we do have an announcement. That's so we're at 35 minutes. Oh, I was hoping we we'd be a little bit more drunk when we did it. Okay. But should we tell them? Go ahead. Okay, guys, so in a weird twist of fate, Hulu tweeted out, hey, is there any show that we should pick up for a third season that did, or like, I don't, I think they literally said third season that wasn't picked up, and it was like, oh, green light for Speechless, so the whole crew of Speechless are now tweeting, and they're asking us to call Hulu 
and ask them to bring back Speechless. So, you guys, we're going to call Hulu right now while yeah. we have you on the podcast. I mean, it's a Sunday afternoon. I don't know if anyone will answer, but we're going to see. I literally just slammed my wine to do this. Hi. Thanks for calling Hulu. Phone calls may be recorded, including for quality assurance or training purposes. On our end, too. Yeah. Connect you with the next available viewer experience advocate. The expected wait time is between one to five minutes. That's Ooh. perfect. Perfect. Okay. I always call in to update your credit card information or are experiencing a billing error. I'm not. One. You're having trouble logging into Hulu. Nope. Press two. I gotta say about if Hulu, they're the only Hulu, subscription of anything I've had that, that dropped their price. For all other issues, please stay on the line and the next available advocate will assist you. They drop their yeah, price? I think I used to pay like $9 a month for Hulu and now it's like five ninety nine. You know Netflix is going up. I know. We'll be with you just as soon as Let me know if you're gonna drop available. it. I'm not. Oh, I get it free now with Comcast. Can find the answer to almost every Hulu question Do I switch to your code? I think so. Of you know guys, what, you guys, don't you miss, like, Muzak? Oh, I do. I hate this kind of stuff. Oh, no, here we go. Not this. It's not bad. Oh, you know what? I was singing the song Give Me the Night by George Benson today when I was taking a shower. <laughs> Good afternoon. Thanks for contacting Hulu Support. This is Lavelle speaking. How can I help you? Hi, my name's Rose. And my name's Gabby. Um, we're on a podcast called The Two Guinea Hens, and we just wanted to suggest that Hulu pick up the show Speechless from ABC. It was canceled, and we think it's a fantastic show and that Hulu should pick it up for another season. All right, that's awesome. I can definitely leave feedback for you, um, but that's about all I can do from this end. Okay, right, this was the number... No, thank you. This was the number they sent out if you, you love Speechless and you'd love to see it get a, th- a third season, and it's a show that about... Uh, disability, but way more than that. It's truly funny, and we just wanted to say we really believe in it. We'd love to have it back on. Well, thank you. You made me aware of it. I'll have to check it out. Yes, you definitely, definitely should. That for you today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Have a good day. All right. Thanks for calling, guys. Y'all have a great day. Thank thanks. you. Bye. Bye. Okay, boom. See how easy that was, you guys? Make sure you call. The number is 1-888-265-6650. See how easy that was? Just call and tell them that they should pick up speechless. Rose, you're such a professional that you did warn her we were recording because you have to legally do that and I would never have thought to do that. Yeah. Guys, give Rose a shout out. I don't think I warned her. I just said we're, we do a podcast. I don't think I said we were... I thought she said you're on the podcast. Did I? I thought. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Well, regardless. Anyway. I didn't even catch your name, but thank you. And maybe she's going to watch the show now. Oh, that'd be awesome. I know, because all the people in the UK just got the show, mm-hmm. and so they're like, this is the best show ever. And everyone's like, yeah, it's over, man. It's over. So you gotta got to save it, UK. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there, like, TV stations in the UK that could pick it up? Have they ever done an American-based show? I don't know how any of that works. Yeah, I don't either. So I can't even... I can't... I can't even... I don't even know enough to pretend to be an authority and tell you something with any kind of confidence. Can I tell you my paranoia about all of this Hulu speechless stuff? Always. And I'm sorry if our friend is listening in Georgia, but I am worried about this. If Hulu picks it up, they might not have the same money ABC had. So what if Minnie Driver is like, oh, I can't do that for that amount of money, and mm. she's... Hulu's got some bank. I... They make The Handmaid's Tale. But I mean, like, you think they can compete with ABC? Well, we don't know how much money ABC budgeted for that. I would like the hope, though, that Minnie Driver would understand that this project is so important, especially to people in the community that have disabilities and have to, you know... I would feel so differently about Minnie Driver if I found out that she wouldn't do it because of money. This is the panic attack I've had for two days. I don't think you should have that attack. I don't think you should worry about that. I I know, I wish I didn't, but I wake up in the middle of the night and that's the first thing I think about. And listen, it could be an interesting arc if she doesn't want to do it and they, you know, sadly, mom... 
the mom passes away and John Ross Bowie has to be like the, run the whole household. Yeah, that'll be okay because I love him. He's my favorite TV dad of all yeah. time. Really? Of all time? Of all time. Well, there used to be another guy, but I had to like kind of... Um, oh, Cosby? Yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to... He was literally my favorite TV dad. Really? Well, because our dad was so dark that I always related him to Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby ate food he shouldn't. Do you know I've never put in any thought as to who my favorite TV dad is till right this second? Are you kidding me? Never. Never. Oh my God. No, John Ross Bowie is my favorite. He reminds me of Pap. You like him better than um, Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. Danny Taylor wasn't my favorite. Hmm. I loved, as weirdly as it was, I loved his male friend, Joey. You and Alanis Cut Morissette. I know. You and Alanis Morissette, my friend. Also want to say a friend of Dave Collier, who's a friend of mine, tried to get me to open for Dave Collier at the Pittsburgh Improv, or at least have a meet and greet with me, because I always do the cut it out symbol, and I'm a big fan, and Dave Collier was like, no, no, no. I don't have time to meet fans. Like, no. She's a fan. Like, no. Like, she can't be a great comedian if she's a fan. First of all, Dave Coulier, I think you would be lucky to have my sister open for you. Thank you. Number one. Number two, I still don't believe Alanis Morissette wrote that song about you. I can't believe it. You don't? I can't believe that you (laughs) brought out that kind of emotion and rage in any woman. So, sorry, I'm saying it. But he it's, did look doop doop doop. I don't even know what that is. The moose? Bullwinkle? Bullwinkle. That was his big... Yes, so did someone else. Who? Oh, God. You're right. Good point. <laughs> so, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you're right. Anywho. Any- sure probably listens to this. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Moving on. All yeah, right. Called so. Hulu. Boom. Done. I feel like there was something else we wanted to talk about. Hmm. What was the thing you read, though, about... Oh, my God. About the woman. The woman with the sea turtles. Oh my god, I know, I just read it right before we came up here. A woman, 41 years old, not so young to be, you know, just a jerk-off, <laughs> um, is now in jail because she, Ugh. like, was poking a nest of sea turtles with, like, a yardstick or something. I just it, can't. Uh, what? Why? Why? What would possess anyone to do that? Okay, is there a chance, and I'm not defending her, I'm just trying to have a conversation, is there a chance she's from another country, she doesn't know we do this? She doesn't know what yellow police tape that says stay away. I mean, any beach you've ever gone to while the sea turtles are nesting, they cordon it off. Okay, because we were at the beach, I feel like, together when they were sea turtles nesting. Um, Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to defend her, but I just... This is a good segue, though, because I know we didn't talk about this last week, and I feel like we, it was a missed oh. opportunity. So, the alligator yeah, in Beachview. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, there's the alligator in my neighborhood in Beachview. Like, three days later, there was another one in a neighborhood not far from me. Um, but apparently, the one in Beachview, this guy that lives uh, houses away from my future father-in-law and his wife. So, his, I guess this will be my mother-in-law. Um <laughs> He owned, he came forward and said that was his alligator and he wants it back. Okay. Did they give it back to him? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. They raided his house and took almost all of his exotic animals. I want to tell you about Beachview. It's a very small city community. Our houses are... The biggest houses aren't that big. Um, I, I could not possibly keep more than the dog and cat I have in this house much less 30 exotic animals. He had other... And then he had all that, like, were not being taken care of. Some were dead. No! Ooh, he had a, a hoarder. He had rattlesnakes. What? Why? Right. Why? So they they took all these animals from him, and the article said he was allowed to keep some of his venomous snakes. Why? This guy's, like, three blocks away from me. I and he clearly can't keep them in the house. Exactly. I, I'm sorry that I don't trust that he's keeping his asps... 
safely tucked away and not roaming the streets. This is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you should not be allowed to have venomous creep. I mean, what the f If you are a herpetologist, <laughs> okay, maybe. Because you know you have to keep them confined. You can't... Like, if you could let a crocodile loose, and I know there's a difference between alligators and crocodiles, don't tweet me, don't text me. I know there's a difference. I'm just, you know, using them as synonymous. Yeah, what does it matter? Um, you don't just let them loose in this city. The city. But he didn't a just let it loose, he accidentally let it loose, right? I mean, it okay, was... Okay, but I think if you your pets are, you know, um, <laughs> man-eating dinosaurs... <laughs> you don't get You the don't... Like, you were very careful You about. don't open your windows, basically. Right. You don't or leave your door every open. Every day you make sure they're in their cages, everything's latched, everything, whatever. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. um, one, because I don't understand... I'm not a big reptile person. The only thing I love are turtles. That's kind of my jam. But, mm -hmm. um... So... <sighs> Isn't it cruel to these alligators oh God, to yes. be in a home? Yeah. Isn't it cruel to the rattlesnakes? Isn't it cruel to whatever other creatures? You said 30 different creatures. Like, I, I don't... If you love these creatures, why are you containing them in a house and beach for you? Like, you're right. mean. You're, right. you're dumb. There's something literally wrong with your brain. Mm -hmm. Now, he does take them to, like, schools and stuff for exhibits and, you know... Oh, no. To a point, some of so them. So he's my competitor is what you're telling me. Well, no, not he can't assembly take care money. of them. He sh yes, he's taking your assembly money. Hey, exactly uh, you're letting this reptile guy. I've heard of him, and I've heard of the Birdman, and I am tired of this. What yes. value are they bringing to your kids? Mm -hmm. He can't even leave them in his house. Mm -hmm. He's in your little your little kids are going to be near this assembly guy's mm -hmm. rattlesnakes. Yeah, rattlesnakes. Whoa! I'm sorry. sorry I, I, took I don't personally like snakes. I really don't. I, I I think they're the most untrustworthy of all the animals. That being said, I get that a lot of people do like them. Ugh. I don't really have a problem if you have, you know, your boa constrictors, your python, non-venomous snakes, and you take care of them, you feed them properly, you keep whatever. This is Good America. For you. You're allowed to do that. My fiance used to keep have snake pets as snakes, which no proves they're one. really in love, guys. Never again. Um, but that's a big difference between getting that and venomous snakes. Snakes that can kill a person with their bite. You know? No, I'm against it. But I mean, is it any different than somebody who likes assault rifles? I mean, I think it's it's the same kind of you're taking a risk, risky behavior. Yeah. People who don't use uh, protection when they have sex, risky behavior. It's all I, risky. It is, but there's a. I think there's a big difference in having creatures that you're not taking care of that just get loose. Well, and the thing is too, like. Somebody on uh, a Facebook page was saying, like, oh, it's no different than having dog. Dogs can kill you. Okay, they can. But here's the thing. If I'm out for a walk and I see a dog that doesn't look safe or... I am familiar enough with dogs just by living on this planet that I know, you know, walk backwards, don't engage them, try to get somewhere safe, you know. I'm taking a walk and I come across a king fucking cobra. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to be like a lunatic, jumping around, smashing things, probably getting bit and killed because I there's a big difference between running into a dog and a cobra. I saw a rattlesnake once when I was in that Laurel Highlands mm -hmm. taking a walk and it was terrifying. Yeah. Everyone just stopped. No one knew how to get around it. It right. was just like, okay, what do we do now? Right. Go back to your car. <laughs> Five miles away, yeah. So... There. I just have that to say. No, that was really weird. I mean, it was fun for Pittsburgh in terms of like it gave us some news mm -hmm. that wasn't cops shooting people, but it was yeah. great. It wasn't, you know, the Pirates losing uh, again. Yeah. Well, in the Pirates' defense, they've had more injuries than any other team. 
I couldn't tell you one thing. About, did you hear uh, Andrew McCutcheon got a really bad injury? I did. I was so yeah, sad about that. But anyway, he's, yeah. he's not even a pirate anymore, and he's the only player I know. But we love him because he was nice to our mom. Yeah. After I violated him. Not really. Not I mean, really. I just I was in a store. I grabbed his arm. You don't do that to celebrities. You shouldn't do that to anybody. You shouldn't touch anybody yeah. without their permission, really. I, I, I hate that about myself. I'm very... like I'm getting better because when I do my mental health stuff, I'll just say to someone... If they don't ask for a hug, I'll be like, do you want a hug? Because I won't, like, I know some people hate that. Like, you, you uh, don't like I'm hugs. not a hugger, so I'm very aware of not touching somebody if, you know. Yeah, but I'm, like, so much a hugger that I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm overwhelming. I'll yeah. stop. I'm just going to back away. <laughs> I'm overwhelming. Excuse me. I, I just shrink. I just keep walking backwards until I seem small. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm really getting better at um, being out in public. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm working on it. exotic animals. I don't know if you remember a guy in, like, Ohio or West Virginia a few years ago. Um, had a bunch of exotic animals, let them loose, and then committed suicide. So there were, like, lions roaming, like, Zanesville for That's kind of amazing. Like, what if this guy decided to do that? What if he's like, I've had enough of this press, I'm sick of it, I, people hate me, I'm letting all these cobras loose, and then I'm off myself. Well, you're just never going to leave the house again. But Until snakes they're... can... You know oh, snakes can get God. in your house. I had a snake in my yard already, snake sighting. I'm the first one in my neighborhood to have a snake sighting, and the mother effer... <laughs> Put his head up! She hates that, you guys. She hates it when they put their heads oh up. Oh, my God. I came home, and I'm like, why is there a stick standing straight up in the yard? I'm like, oh, no. It's not a stick. It's a snake. So I stomped on my walkway, and then it scurried so fast that it made me realize, like, these little shits mm -hmm. are fast. Mm -hmm. Like, if they wanted to attack me, they could get to me. Mm -hmm. I'm miserable. Yeah. But then, I didn't tell you this, so Mrs. Cahey, who's always with me on hating snakes, all this stuff, I see her, I'm like, hey, have you had any snake sightings? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, I had my first one in my yard. She's like, what was it? I'm like, a black snake. She's like, oh, but don't kill those. I'm like, what? We're, yeah, what, why? You were the queen of killing black snakes last summer. She's yeah, like, oh, well, we have mice in our basement, so we need the black snakes. Oh, well, then send them over your way. And I was like, well, I'm sending them your way. And she went, no, don't. And I'm like, well, you want me to not kill them? And hey, um, get a cat. Yeah. Get a cat. How they can't that? get a cat. They have Holly, the gra greyhound. Although, sh that poor I have a dog, dog and a cat. Guys, for real, and I don't think Mrs. Kai listens, but if you do, Mrs. Kai, you have even told me this. These poor dogs, so they run. They're competitive oh, racers. Yeah. So when they get to be like three, they're like, all right, we're putting them for sale. My neighbors bought her, but she literally walks like a human being with arthritis. Oh, like, it breaks my heart. Man. Like, I really think... I It just makes me sad that they... Without... It's not like they have a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like, I want to be a runner mom when I grow up. No, right. it's just, they're just, yeah. And she walks like she's in pain Aww. all the time. She reminds me of mom. I see, it's like Holly the Greyhound is mom. I can't believe I've become a dog person. I like dogs. Which if I'm not allergic they to them. Make sort of an animal person. Like I feel. But not snakes. No, not snakes. Although I will say, I don't want to see them hurt. I don't want someone keeping them in captivity. Like you want a cobra, let you know, that cobra live in India where it belongs, wherever. You know what I mean? Yeah, let it live. Yeah, it doesn't want to live in Pittsburgh any more than I want it here. Like, I have to be honest, I have a hard time going to the zoo because it is, I mean, I get super, like, at first I'll be like, oh my God, look at a lion, look at that. And then I'm like, oh God, they should be where they should be. Like, I know. Now, some animals in the zoo were injured. That's why they're brought into captivity. And but I will say, Pittsburgh Zoo does, I mean, they try to keep the surroundings as similar to the natural habitats as they can. And but I don't know. They try to always know. have part mates for the animals. And so, I don't know. But the one year I, I went on my birthday, March 1st, and we... The were, animals always seem so depressed when oh, I'm there. Oh, they're so depressed. And we were supposed to just go to the aquarium, but to get to the aquarium, you have to walk through the zoo. And so we were like, why not? And um, 
and it was snowing, and the lion came out and was roaring in the snow, and I thought, well, of course, because they're not used to snow. I mean, I'd be freaking out if I was lying to you, like, what is this from the heavens? Help! But yeah, so it's just, I don't know, it's just so weird. Lions shouldn't be in snow. They shouldn't be, but I was, who was I talking to about the loose crocodile and, like, how we get freaked out, or if there's a loose snake or something like that, like this guy with exotic animals, and yet... If I got up and went out to my back deck to have coffee and I saw a tiger in my backyard, I mean, I'd be freaked out, don't get me wrong, but I'd also be like, oh, my effing God, there's a tiger. I'd be, like, thrown at stakes and shit. Yeah, because like, tigers are That would are be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't want to see a cobra in my yard, but a tiger, yeah, okay. Like, when I see foxes or coyotes in the neighborhood, there's a part of me that's like, this is so cool, but then there's also a part of me, like, they might be rabid and be stupid and might try to attack me and I get worried, but mm-hmm. they are cool to see. Yeah. Foxes especially. So, basically, it's, like... Thanks. Um, speciesism. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. Because when I think about Florida and everyone's like, ooh, there's like, you know, lizards on your walls. And I'm like, ah, I couldn't live like that. I can't mm-hmm. deal with stink bugs. Mm-hmm. I have real issues when it comes to stink bugs. I you do. I know you do. Oh, my God. I did an outdoor comedy show Friday night. And that's all I kept saying to the audience. I'm like, I just need you to know my book bag is on a pavilion back there. And I just know stink bugs are getting into it. <laughs> and I, 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 and I told them I had PTSD. I'm like... I literally was treated for PTSD over stink bugs as well. Like, that's not a joke. That's real. My sister walked in on Christmas Day. I had a box cutter. I was stabbing a stink bug screaming, and she literally opened the door and went, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all true. Yeah. Real, like, your face, I remember she being like... She ISIS with this stink bug. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Her face brought me back to grounded me. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was like, oh, boy. You shouldn't see something like that. <laughs> not on Christmas, Christmas morning. Christmas morning. And have your sissy be like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Not good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Thank God Rosie and John never have stink bugs. Knock on They'll be one when we go to, in my seat. A big yeah, one. Yeah. Big one. John's <laughs> like, look who I invited over. Ah! I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, listeners, uh, what count of how many grills does John have this week? Listeners, you get to vote. We're not going to tell you. You need to tweet to us. John Davis was like, don't talk about me on the podcast. I'm like, oh, I have something. I have something. John's really into grilling lately. He used to be into bikes. It has to be Weber grills. So we've got a few. I think my smoker is Weber. He sold one. Really? Oh, he'll be so excited about that. I'm going to bring it over. Do it. I love it. Um, And yeah, he's really into them. So we've got a few of them. We've got a few of them. Listen, I'm not complaining. I haven't cooked dinner in like weeks. That's nice. Since this habit started. One day I cooked chili, I think. That's it. But um. Yeah, he's really... He, he's making us pulled pork for dinner. He put the pork shoulder on at 11 o'clock this morning. It's still cooking. He said we might not be eating till 8, and Rose and I just polished off a bottle of Kabbalah. Still cooking. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool, whatever. Whatever. You've got like chips, you've yeah. got like those star crunches. We're I've fine. i like cheese and pepperoni. I'm a good Italian girl. Oh, yeah, we're good. Rosalie. Yeah. <laughs> um, another so, great movie to rent. I love you to death. Yes, definitely. Anywho, 54. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do, we're going to do podcasts up through like, what do you think? Probably July. July. We're going to take a couple weeks off, take a little hiatus, and then we're going to start season two with a live show on August 25th at the Brillo Box in Pittsburgh. Yes, it's a Sunday. It'll start at seven. Uh, guests to be announced. Guests we, to be announced. It'll be the first time we get to interview people because we'll have the opportunity right. and ask Lou to set up three mics for oh, us. Nice. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. So, yeah. But anyway, you, you get to listen to us for a little bit longer because, you know, we've got a lot to say and yet nothing to say. That's who we are. It's like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Yeah, there you go. not mean. 
And we're not gazillionaires. Oh, God, no. Right. Whereas, what's the opposite of gazillionaires? That's <laughs> us. Negative gazillionaires. Uh, Chappie has a name for them. 30,000 heirs. That's us. I don't even, I'm not even there, gang. <laughs> I don't have a job, so yeah. I, you know. Last tax season was not my best. Well, and then this season's going to, like, ruin my... But anyway, anyway hey. That's loves, different stories. Guys, be in business for yourself. It works out. <laughs> Good times. You don't have to answer to the man. You are the man. You are the man. So uh, you have all the pressures of the man. Because <laughs> I have heart disease like a man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. Unless you get tests, so. We June 24th know. is the answer day. We're okay. going to find out if I get to get all the tests I want. All right. Basically, I just want a mammogram. But I wouldn't mind well, a stress test. You're 40. You have I to better one. get one. You I'm going to be mad. You will. You will. Don't worry. I know. Don't worry. And I'm sure we'll let you all know how it goes. But did you find out about, did you hear about that actress? I think it's Felicity Huffman. Her and her husband both have cancer. And they're it's both not both. Felicity Huffman. It's Marsha Cross. And yeah. And they both have it because of HPV. Yeah. And it just really irks me because thanks to Marty Griffin on KDKA who advocates for this, I found out the HPV vaccine, you can get it up to 45. Mm, how about that? Now here's where I'm irked since I was 28 seeing my gynecologist PCP. I've been asking her for it. She's like, oh, too bad. It was for little kids only. Well, why didn't she tell me when it switched and why mm -hmm. haven't I had it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm mis promiscuous Polly, but, but it's still, if you want it, you want I it. I want to live life and I might be having sex you're until like, I'm 90. You're you know? like the opposite of anti-vaxxers. You want as many vaccines as you can get. I literally am. I'm going in being like, look, I want vaccines. I want vaccines. Well, because I work with kids and no offense, if you don't want your kid to have a vaccine, that's up to you, but I don't want the me measles. So I'm just going to get my vaccine. So I'm protected. Yeah. There you go. I'm very nervous about diseases, gang. Yeah. Our family doesn't live long. I right. Think we gotta, we've got to, we've got to, you know. Rosie and I have to like bring it back because we used to have family members who lived in their hundreds. I had a great, great grandmother for a while. Wait, you were little alive when she lived? Yes, little grandma's mom was alive when I was alive. <gasps> no. She was like 106 she when she died. She was alive when I was alive. No, she was gone by the time you were born, but yeah. But I was alive with great-grandparents. Rose was alive with great-great-grandparents. So, yeah, we used to have longevity. We're and bringing then... it back. Well, Longevity we? back. Well, we work out, and Chappie says that's what you need. We do, and he no, he's the king. He and, would know, and he won't let us eat hot pockets, which I think will help us live. I agree because I had one, and it was terrible. The one that the remaining one from the box is going to stay in my freezer forever, or until I'm I'll sister. take it home. Okay, you can okay. have it, but don't burn your mouth like I did oh, mine. Won't. I probably will. You probably will. I burn my mouth on pop tarts. I like to put them in the microwave. They're the s'mores one. Do you not even heat up pop tarts when I eat them? Not that I've had ever, a pop ever. Why? They're, that's rose, rose, rose. That's what they're invented to be heated. I don't like them heated. Guys, do you heat your pop tarts? What's up with rose? I don't even know the last time I. Oh, I had a pop tart. I have a feeling now I'm gonna write my first blog for two guinea hens because I'm that last. upset at you. Really? How can you never eat them heated? I don't know. You can't eat the s'mores one cold. I've never had a s'mores pop tart. Well, you've missed out on your whole life. Okay, next week we're pop trying they pop started making, and I think I just stopped eating them after that. We could do another podcast on Thursday because we're getting together. Oh yeah, we could we do could that. Do that first. Oh yeah, because we're gonna. I'm gonna take Gab. We have a um, uh, like restaurant in my neighborhood that makes homemade popsicles. That sounds like whatever, but they're so good, and I can't pronounce the name of it. It's a Spanish name, and I'm not even gonna try and butcher it. Thank you. But their their popsicles are delicious. I'm so excited. So I'm like weird Gab flavors, there. right? Um, no, I mean some interesting flavors, but yeah, they're just really good. And our the neighborhood farmers market starts Thursday. So Ooh, yeah, that's where we wanted to go to. And I'll Rose up on blueberries. Yeah, Rose has been addicted to blueberries, and I begged her to buy like fresh strawberries. I bought apricots today. Which, what did I say? I love them. I know you did. So I did buy some apricots and some raspberries today. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's getting ridiculous. You can't eat 
four pints of blueberries a week. But why not? Because I know you can't. They're good for you. But I don't think the human colon was made for that amount. And I eat like five servings of fruit a morning, but I do it all different fruit. Whatever. All right. Well, that's you. We're different people. I just worry. I've watched you get sick on Bing Cherries. And by sick, I mean... One time. I woke up in the middle of the night. My sister's vomiting in the main bathroom. I'm like, what'd you do, Bing Cherries? One time, my aunt brought me over, like, a massive bag of cherries. And I just can't stop eating them once I start. Aren't you guys like that? The whole bag. We have ripe, delicious red cherries. Don't you just want to keep eating them? Cherries get on my nerves, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, because they're work. There's one. They're work. First of all, I, I can't choke on the seed that's like ruining it for me then the juice stains and it gets everywhere i hate that about it it shouldn't if you're oh, an adult with teeth i hate them i think <laughs> cherries are the messiest most like uncomfortable fruit and they're her favorite oh i love them but then again she's allergic to pears and i love pears so you can be wow. best friend sissies see you can and have totally and different, different fruit yeah girls don't even know who the ninja turtles are we're best friends i do so but you don't are. really like you're not intimate with them Okay, um, I said that wrong. I said it wrong. said it wrong, guys. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Now she's freaked out. I'm I totally freaked out. That was weird. Well, I've never... Do you go to Comic-Con, like, date guys dressed up in... And I say date, you know what I mean, guys. Guys in Michelangelo outfits. No, you know I'd only date Donatello. Oh, right, 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 I relate right, to Michelangelo. Right, okay, gotcha. I've been doing that at shows now. You were there, where I'll give, like, a free item if you guess which Ninja Turtle is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I was there for that. Guys, it's Michelangelo. Yeah, I mean, hello. You're a jerk if you think it's anyone else. You're a jerk if your favorite is anyone else, really. Oh my god. Donatello's the only one I'll accept. That's the only other acceptable answer. Why not Leonardo or Raphael? So here's the deal, and I, this is the last thing I want to say on this podcast, but this was another epiphany I had. So I kind of gotten into the Joe Bros, obvi, last week. I admitted I wanted Rose's Amazon password. Didn't need it. YouTube uploaded it. I've watched it three times. Anyway. Of the Joe Bros, since there's only three of them... You guys, she means Jonas Brothers, and oh. I, it just took me a second to figure that out myself, so go ahead. Go oh, on. shit, I thought you guys knew that. Okay, so of the Jonas Brothers, clearly, Joe, Jonas, is Michelangelo, Nick is Raphael, and Kevin is Donatello. There's no Leonardo, thank God that was their dad. But anyway, point being, the reason I don't like Raphael and I don't like Leonardo are because Raphael has a temper problem. He's mean and psychotic. And Leonardo is always like, guys, we can't have fun and eat pizza. We have to do work and train. Master Splinter, Master Splinter. He's a loser. Because he wants you to work and train. Yeah, but Mikey is like the best at everything and he doesn't even have to train. He's the best skateboarder, best eating pizza, and when it comes to battle time, he's got the nunchucks and he kicks butt. But he probably wouldn't if he didn't train. Well, because Leo's always on his back. Right, so if he didn't have Leo, he'd be terrible. He'd be nothing but a big fat turtle eating pizza and probably wouldn't even be able to skateboard. Uh, he wears the orange bandana, and he's the best. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking crazy talk. He's only the best because of Leonardo. No, he isn't, and I'm mad at you now. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, now, now Rose and I are going to speak for ten years. The podcast is over. I'm going to Aunt Day the shit out of her. And anyone who knows oh Aunt Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Don't make me Aunt Day you. I won't. I won't. All right. I love you. I love you. We'll always be the two guinea hands. That's right. You guys, we'll talk to you next episode, which may be Thursday. Yeah. How about them apples? All right. Ciao. Ciao.